the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. And again, remember, the Holy Spirit wants to speak. He wants to communicate. He wants to minister to you. How is He going to do that? One of the ways is going to be through the gifts of the Spirit. And so, again, how does this work practically? Well, through body life, just as you're together with the body of Christ over a meal before church or getting together for coffee or in a small group or whatever it may be. Stop a moment and let these words sink in. The Spirit of God wants to talk to you. He has things to say about the problems you're facing. He has things to say about who you are and why you're on this earth. He has things to say about the way you're living. And Pastor Dan is going to show us today that one of the ways the Spirit wants to speak to you is through the gifts He has given to the people around you. And He wants to use you and your gifts to speak to them. Listen for His voice today. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Joel chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Helps is mentioned. Helps. The gift of helps. Helping others. In one sense, anybody can help people, right? But this is talking about a supernatural enablement given by the Holy Spirit to help others in the church. To benefit others in the church. The person with the gift of helps loves helping others. Because they're operating in their gift. It brings them joy because they're operating in their gift. My gift is teaching. I love teaching the word. I would, if it was an empty room, I'd still be here on a Thursday night teaching to the guys back in the sound booth. Because I, I, it brings me joy to do it. A person with the gift of helps, it brings them joy to be used by the Lord in that way. Someone else without the gift of helps would be stressed out trying to help others. It would be a burden, not a gift. It's a gift of the Spirit. Next you have, you know, healings. We've talked about that. Helps. Administrations. You see that in verse 28? Administrations. That word is literally, it's a nautical term. We think of administration. We think of like a guy who's good with numbers and accounting or something like that. The word is actually a nautical term. It means, get this, it means to pilot or to steer. And sometimes a local church can go through difficult times and storms, and that church needs people with the gift of administration to steer it through that difficult time. 
and to navigate the storm so that the church does not end up shipwrecked. That's the gift of administration. Now, turn with me over to Romans chapter 12. We'll look at some more gifts listed. Romans chapter 12, verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. We each have been given at least one gift of the Holy Spirit to be used for the benefit of the body of Christ. And we don't have the same function. We've got different gifts. We've got different functions within the body of Christ. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually we're members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Notice in verse 6 that we've been given gifts according to grace. We've different gifts according to grace. And then he says, let us use them. Use our gifts. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. We've talked about that. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. Ministry. Ministry is a gift of the Spirit. The word ministry, it means service. Just serving others in the church. That's, that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, you come, if you come early on Thursdays, you see the gifts of the Spirit in operation. People come, I just love to serve. How can I serve? What do you need me to do? How can I help out? And they just love serving. That's a gift. Gift of the Spirit. The gift of ministry. Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. That's your gift. Use your gift. He, look at verse 8. He who exhorts in exhortation. Exhortation. Is a gift of the Spirit. Exhortation is a gift. Exhorting others in the faith, encouraging others, stirring up others. I see this gift operating in some of our youth. And some of the parents have talked about how, man, when they came here, their teenagers just felt so welcomed in this group and that it's not cliquish like it, they've experienced elsewhere. But I see some of the youth, just, just the gift of exhortation. Just making other kids feel welcomed. Making other kids feel like they belong here. It's a gift of exhortation. That's not natural. Especially among teenagers. I, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but also seriously. It's not natural for teenagers to be so encouraging and edifying and welcoming. That's the gift of exhortation. That's... That's the evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in the youth when you see that. The gift of exhortation. It, it is, it's always encouraging to speak with someone in the body of Christ who has the gift of exhortation, who just encourages you. That's God speaking to you through that gift in that person. Verse 8. Look at verse 8. He who exhorts an exhortation he who gives with liberality, giving, is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, we're all commanded to give, right? 
We're all commanded to give, but some people have the gift of giving. For some people, there's this, this great joy just to give even more. For some people, you know, God just seems to, to channel money through them. And, you know, they give it to people in the body of Christ in need, or they, they give it towards a ministry, or, hey, I, I can pay for that. Or I, I, I'll buy that for the church, or I'll, I'll buy that for them, or I can help them out financially, or there's just a gift of giving there. Leadership. Leadership is a gift of the Spirit. Again, a person can have a worldly you know, qualifications of a leader, right? You can, you can go get a master's degree in leadership if you want. And that's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm saying, but there is this gift of the spirit where God supernaturally enables someone to lead. To lead a congregation or to lead a, a ministry. And that's important in a local congregation to have people that can, can lead different things in the church. Look, it says mercy. Mercy. (laughs) He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Mercy is a gift of the spirit. Those with the gift of mercy will come alongside the downcast, the discouraged in the body of Christ. And show compassion to them. Sometimes when you're discouraged, it's nice to have somebody with the gift of mercy that will listen to you. And, you know, put their arm around you. And kind of, you know, poor baby you in a good way. Sometimes you need that. And again, remember, the Holy Spirit wants to speak. He wants to communicate. He wants to minister to you. How is he going to do that? One of the ways is going to be through the gifts of the Spirit. And so, again, how does this work practically? Well, through body life, just as you're together with the body of Christ over a meal before church or getting together for coffee or in a small group or whatever it may be, where now somebody who has the gift of mercy can come alongside and put their arm around and listen and let you talk it out. Or someone, you know, with the gift of encouragement, you've had a hard week, you come into church, you get in this conversation, someone with the gift of encouragement, that's all right. You know, there's always tomorrow, whatever. I don't have the gift of encouragement. Like, you know, <laughs> hang in there, right? Isn't it funny how when we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how we immediately go to tongues, right? Over the last several weeks, I've had lots of conversations with people in the church about what we're talking about here on Thursday nights. And so many of those conversations come around to tongues. They never come around to mercy or exhortation or helps or service or giving. Those are all gifts of the Spirit also. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 to the right in your Bible. And again, most of these we've seen elsewhere already. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. And he himself, notice that he himself. This is something that God has done. 
as he is the head of the body, as he is the head of the church, he himself puts together the body the way that he desires. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, that's a new one, and some pastors and teachers. Your translation might say pastor-teacher because of the, the, the grammar structure there. It seems to be talking about one gift, pastor-teacher. So you also have here evangelists, the gift of evangelism, being able to share the gospel with people, declaring the good news of Jesus Christ and the salvation we find in him. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. And then pastors and teachers. The word pastor means shepherd. That's a gift of the Spirit. It's a gift of the Spirit to be able to shepherd people, shepherd a congregation, shepherd people uh, through life kind of thing, through different things they may face. Now look, He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for, here's why, the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Remember, the gifts that are given to us are for the profit of all. They're not for us, the only exception being the gift of tongues. That's the only one that edifies self. All the other gifts are for others. They're for the edifying of the body of Christ to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, whatever ministry God has called you to, whatever ministry God has put you in. You are part of the church. You're part of the body of Christ. You come here on Thursdays. You come here on Sundays. You're maybe in a small group or you're meeting with people for coffee and Bible study, whatever it may be. All of that is equipping time. That's to equip you so that you can go do the work of the ministry whatever the ministry is that God has for you. Now, go back to 1 Corinthians 12, and we'll kind of wrap it up. 1 Corinthians 12. And uh, look at verse 11. So he, he lists some of the gifts in verses 8 to 10, 1 Corinthians 12. And then in verse 11, he says, But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. God has given us each a gift as he wills. He works all of this. He brings the body of Christ together. He brings the different gifts together that are needed in a local congregation. It's all according to his will as it pleases him. Now, in verses 12 to 27, Paul compares the church to a human body. Look at verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body. 
so also is Christ. Just as the human body is made up of many different parts, so the church is made up of people with different gifts, and together we make up one body, the body of Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. We've all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not? Of the body, if the whole body were an eye, where would be hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? Now, here's what was happening in Corinth they were abusing and misusing the gifts. The church in Corinth was very carnal, very fleshly. And so they were esteeming gifts. In particular, they were esteeming the gift of tongues. To the point that people that had other gifts, like maybe the gift of helps, they thought, well, I don't really have a gift. Did you ever think that? I don't really have a gift, I guess. Because the gift of tongues was esteemed, or the gift of prophecy was esteemed, and all of the focus was on that. And so then you have people with other gifts, not the gift of tongues or not the gift of prophecy, and they were like, I, don't, I, don't guess I'd, I guess I'm not part of the body. I don't have a gift. Right? And that's what he's describing here. If a human body, you know, if, if an ear would say, well, I'm not an eye, I must not be part of the body then. Because I'm just an ear. Right? That's what was happening in the church. That's what happens in a lot of churches today with the gifts of the Spirit. Where it causes Christians to think, I guess I really don't have a gift. I guess I really, I don't have that. Because I don't have that gift that that guy has. And all of the focus is on one gift and it causes people to think, I don't have a gift. Or my gift isn't important. Or my gift isn't necessary. (laughs) He's saying here, look at verse 19. Well, if they were all one member, where would the body be? If everybody had one, if if we all had the gift of prophecy, well, we wouldn't be a body. You got to have all the parts. You got to have all the members to create a body. If we just had one gift in operation in this church, we wouldn't be a body. And that's what he's saying here. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, well, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker. Look at what verse 22 says. And I want, to, I want especially if you're here and you're like, well, I don't have the gift of teaching. I don't have the gift of evangelism. I don't speak in tongues. I've never uttered a word of prophecy. I think I just might have the gift of helps. Listen, listen, no, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Notice the word seem to be weaker. He's not saying they are weaker. He's saying to you, Corinthians, you seem to think these other gifts are weaker. Hey, they're necessary for the body. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, not that they are less honorable. This is what you think 
On these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. Here's what he says. Those parts of the body that seem to be less than or not needed or not necessary. He says, no, they're necessary. You need those parts of the body of Christ. You know, you guys come here on a Thursday night. You come here on a Sunday morning. And just for example, you come in. There's coffee main. There's electricity. Lights are on. Sound systems working. There's slides. You come in early on a Thursday. There's a meal here. Like, there's so many other parts of the body of Christ that are working just so I can stand up here and use my gift of teaching. But if all those other parts weren't working, I couldn't be up here doing the gift of teaching. The electricity wouldn't be on if people didn't give, right? There'd be no coffee for you to enjoy, no chairs in place for you to sit in so that I can come up here and now use my gift. All those other parts that you don't see, they're necessary so that you can receive from the part that you do see. Do you understand? And he compares it to a body and he talks about the parts of the body that are hidden are actually the more important parts of the body. You know, in your body, you have organs that are called the vital organs, right? You go into battle, you're going to wear body armor over the vital organs that nobody sees. You're not going to wear body armor over your eyes or over your mouth or over your nose or your ears because you can live without an ear. You can't live without a liver. The liver is more important than your ears, but you don't see the liver. You see your ears, you see your eyes, you see your mouth, you see your nose, you see your hands. But those aren't really the most vital parts of the body. So too in the body of Christ. You see me up here teaching on a Sunday or a Thursday, but this isn't the most vital part of the body. All the other parts that are at work behind the scenes that you don't see. People coming in during the week to clean. To serve. Those are the vital parts of the body that make, make this even a possibility. That's what he's saying here. So if you, have a, if you are here and you're thinking, man, I, I don't, I don't, my gift just seems so small or so insignificant, and I just like to serve, and really, it's a necessary gift. It's necessary. So he goes on, let's just skip down to verse 27 so we can finish up. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administrations, and varieties of tongues. And those tongues is at the end of the list here. Now look at what he says in verse 29. Are all apostles? And the, and the answer is no. All these, the answer is no. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Do all have the gifts of healings? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. Not everybody speaks with tongues. But you have parts of the church today that say speaking in tongues is the evidence of your salvation. Or speaking in tongues is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, do all speak with tongues? No. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Joel, and he has more to share with you next time. In Joel 2.25, it says, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Are you in a season that relates to this verse? Perhaps there are circumstances that seem impossible to restore, and yet God gives these kinds of promises in the Bible, proving that He desires to rescue and restore the things that are broken and seemingly destroyed. If you're in a devastating place, feeling hopeless about the metaphorical locus in your life, would you call and talk with us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask God for healing from this trial. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from this Old Testament prophecy book. Pastor Dan has more to share from the book of Joel here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.